You're listening to the all-new Darker Projects 4.0. Old favorites, new episodes. Only at darkerprojects.com. And now our feature presentation. To a precious few, it was a paradise. A haven from the hectic pace of the real world. To others, it was a nightmare. Nothing on this quaint island is as it seems. Beneath the tranquil lull of the ocean and the beautiful gardens, Dr. Nathaniel Lothman carved out a project based on Dr. Sam Beckett's theories on time travel. Hungry for the power to reform history to his own liking, Dr. Lotherman integrated himself into the project and became Lothos. As his staff work to his ultimate goal, their lives are held in the balance. Still vigilant to be who they are in a complex where danger lurks around every corner, their secrets lie buried and passions rest dormant. For how long? Last on Quantum Retribution. Why is she out of that office? I did as you told me to, Father. I hate to admit it, but I'm... I'm scared. Xavier, Mr. Conroy is out in the hall. Escort him to the cells. Mr. Conroy is here for correction for gross insubordination and insolence towards his supervisor in the logistics sector. He also addressed Lothos in a defiant manner. How's your tolerance for pain, Mr. Conroy? Mara, give him 25 lashes between his legs with a short three-lash rough tip, but draw no blood. Oh, God. How about if your dear old dad treats you to some dinner out, in honour of your first day as supervisor of the logistics sector? You don't have to ask me twice. We should be getting back to our quarters. It's late and you've had a long day. And it's not over yet. Stunned at the sight of Trevor Conroy standing there, naked, beaten and bloodied, Siren turned back to Xavier, her eyes wide with confused disbelief. What? Uh, Dad, what's going on? Xavier, however, did not respond, and after an uncertain moment, Siren turned back to face the two people standing before her. When Mara offered the lead chain to her, Siren shook her head when she saw that it was attached to the collar around Trevor's neck. Take that thing off of him. Take the chain, Siren. Dad! Take the chain and bring him inside, Siren. Staring into her father's eyes, Siren realized what was happening, and it was a one-two punch for her. One, because she was experiencing the first part of the joint punishment Lothos had ordered for her and Mr. Conroy. And secondly, even more stunning was the fact that... Oh my God. He... Dad's in charge of our punishment? Turning back to Mara... Siren reluctantly held out her hand, trying not to flinch when the lead chain was dropped into her palm. You have completed your assignment well, Mara. You may leave. Good evening, sir. Ma'am. 
Siren took a couple of steps back, away from the door to give Trevor Conroy easy entrance into the room. When he didn't make a move to enter, she looked into his eyes, inwardly shivering at the cold stare she encountered. Please, come in. Pull the damn chain. Make me come inside. In that moment as she encountered the beaten man's cold stare again, knowing that Xavier was expecting her to bring him in, Siren realized what was going on. Glancing once more into Trevor's eyes, Siren turned and walked further into the room. When the chain became taut, she firmly pulled on it, forcing him to move into her quarters. Watching the tall, dark-haired man, now bloody from the neck down to his heels, front and back, Xavier couldn't recall the last time he had encountered anyone with such bull-headed determination as Trevor Conroy. Still, he knew that it was good for Siren. His resistance made her uncertain. Although I have loved you as if you were my own, Siren, Lothos has given me orders for your punishment. But I will not, not even at the cost of your love for me, Siren, hesitate to carry out your true father's orders. Siren, unbuckle the collar from his neck, and then take the handcuffs off of him. Don't make me repeat myself, Siren. Hearing the warning in her father's voice, Siren slowly approached Trevor. Looking down at the key in her hands, she recalled what her father had said. Collar, then handcuffs. She hesitated a moment, then met his unflinching gaze before reaching up to unfasten the collar, then removed it from his neck. Hold up your hands, please. Removing the handcuffs, she placed them on the table beside the chain and collar. Though never having received punishment such as Trevor Conroy had, Siren was as aware as the rest of the complex's population of what always came at the end of a punishment session. She turned to face her father. May I go and prepare the bath for him? At Xavier's nod, Siren went down the hall to the bathroom and began to run the warm bath that Trevor would need to have. Turning away from the tub, it was then that she saw the two medication containers on the counter. Following the instructions in the note, she added the appropriate amount of the medication into the bathwater. Returning to the living room, she saw Trevor still standing there where she had left him. Going to him, she held out a hand to him. He glanced at her outstretched hand, then back to her eyes. Would you rather that I take you to the bath with my hand or with that collar? It's your choice. She didn't flinch from his narrow gaze, and after a few seconds felt his hand slap against hers. Silently, she led him to the bathroom. Releasing his hand, Siren leaned over to turn off the water, and it was then she felt a push <laughs> from behind. Looking up at him, she heard the first word from him since he had entered their quarters. Oops. Carefully, Siren stood up in the tub, and it was then that she noticed Xavier standing in the doorway, a considering look on his face. Before he could ask, she grabbed a towel hanging nearby and began to wipe at her clothes and her face. I... slipped. Xavier, his lips pursed, glanced between the two of them, knowing but unable to prove that Mr. Conroy had helped his daughter into the tub. Stepping past the bloody man, he offered her a hand as she stepped carefully out of the tub. You okay? I'm fine. <clears throat> I'd hate for the water to get cold. Get in, or do I need to help you in? Trevor's jaw tightened as a particularly derisive remark came to mind. It was, however, immediately tempered as he recalled Lothos' specific orders about such things for the next two weeks. I haven't needed help getting into a bathtub since I was four. Moving past Siren, Trevor stepped into the tub. 
Instantly unable to hold back the gasp of pain as the medication in the water seeped into every scrape and welt on his lower legs. He shuddered to think what it was going to feel like when he finally sat down in the water. However, Xavier was watching him intently, so, gritting his teeth, Trevor slowly sat down in the warm, medicated water. He managed to hold his tongue until the water closed around his waist. Oh, my God! Trying and not succeeding in ignoring the near-unbearable pain caused by the medicated bath, Trevor glanced up and found Xavier watching him. The look in Xavier's pale eyes sent a chill down his spine. Not knowing what to expect next, he did nothing. Siren, on the other hand, divided a look between the two men. Uncertain whether she was supposed to bathe Trevor as well, she went to the bathroom closet and took out a washcloth. Use a large bath sponge. Trust me, that washcloth will hurt him worse. Just squeeze the water over him until the dried blood can be washed away easily. Yes, sir. May I know beforehand, sir, exactly what I need to accomplish so that you won't have to tell me step by step? It may help to know before. I... I don't want to overstep my boundary, sir. As I've already said, keep the water warm and squeeze it over his upper body and arms wherever there are welts or cuts until the dried blood washes off easily. Then draw a second bath, medicate it, and let him soak in it for twenty minutes. Having had to, by Lorthos order, wear a mask whenever out in public had proven to be a put-off to most of the men of Siren's age in the complex. That stricture had, in consequence, impeded Siren's social life to the point that she had never dated. Thus, he was certain that seeing Trevor Conroy standing naked, beaten and bloodied at their front door had been her first experience of seeing a naked man so close. However, this wasn't a sexual situation, so he felt safe in trusting her good sense and judgment to behave appropriately. It's a little tepid. I'll add some more hot water. Sit up, please. Mr. Conroy, please sit up. Trevor's front of bravado and stubbornness was starting to wear thin. He was exhausted, hurting, and he couldn't stop shaking because of the first two. That, plus the fact that he didn't want another whipping for petty insolence, made him sit up. For the next 15 minutes, he sat there grimacing and gasping as Siren squeezed the warm, stinging, medicated water over his upper body and arms. Neither noticed when Xavier quietly left the bathroom. Going to his small office near his bedroom, Xavier sat down at his desk. Picking up Mr. Conroy's folder, he scanned it, then began making his first notes about the jewel correction with Siren. Pausing, he glanced at Siren's folder, shook his head slowly, then continued writing. As she obeyed Xavier's instructions, along with Trevor's every gasp and every grimace, Siren's anxiety level was rising. She had never been so close to any man, except for Xavier, and he was her father, and never like this. Though not ashamed of the naked human body, Siren nonetheless took care not to let her eyes stray. She didn't want to see anything she shouldn't. As Lothos had said, respectfulness went several ways. Will you stand? 
By the time Siren pulled the plug to drain away the first bathwater, Trevor was grateful that he had stopped shaking for the most part. He didn't say anything to her request. Rather, he just stood up carefully, then stepped out of the tub. As she turned to draw the second bath, Trevor grabbed the damp towel that she had used on herself and held it up in front of his body until the second bath was ready. Do you need a hand? I can manage. Trevor said nothing when Siren nodded and, almost shyly, turned away. Though the sting of the medication was more bearable as he stepped into the tub once more, he still gasped as he immersed himself in the water. As her anxiety level steadily increased, Siren felt her body begin to tremble. The medication that Dr. Hugan had given to her during the afternoon had been a very strong one that tried to prevent any oncoming attacks. She knew that eventually it would stop, but there was another question. Carefully, she shifted to sit with her back braced against the side of the tub. Just calm down, Siren. You can handle this. Take a deep breath. Hold it. Let it out slowly. Do it again. Are... are you all right? Please, just leave me alone. Yet everything, the situation in her office, and now the man before her, the punishment, the bath, the combined stress of it all was more than Siren had ever had to deal with. Then it happened. So suddenly and so strongly did the seizure come on that Siren tumbled over on her side, causing her head to bounce against the side of the tub. Xavier! She's... Siren's having a seizure! Well, don't just stand there gaping. Call Dr. Hugan. Let go of me. Trevor complied with her request. Watching as she slowly turned onto her side, away from him, he looked up when a shadow fell across him to see Xavier standing in the doorway, a glass of orange juice in one hand. Without comment, Xavier set the glass on the counter by the sink before kneeling beside Siren. Siren, how do you feel? Mack truck, 747 plane, speeding bullet, oh, you name it. It just hit me, sir. Here, let me help you sit. Oh, thank you. Oh, my head is exploding with pain, sir. May I get my medicine? Drink this juice first. As she drank the juice, Siren looked up. Seeing the concerned look on Mr. Conroy's face, she looked down again. Finishing the juice, she returned the glass to her father, then accepted the hand he offered to help her to stand up. But she had stood up a bit too quickly and the room spun around her. Reflexively, she threw her hands out to try to counteract the dizziness. In the next instant, it was the sound of a hiss of pain that made her realise that one of her hands was pressing against Trevor Conroy's chest for support. I... Oh, God. I... I'm so sorry, Mr. Conroy. I'm so sorry. It's okay. But but are you all right? You, you bumped your head pretty good while you were down. Come with me, Siren. I'll be fine. Okay. So what am I supposed to do now? God. 
day. I've got a bad feeling it's not over yet. Wait here while I get the Tylenol for you. Okay. As Xavier went to get the medicine, Siren wiped away the single tear that had escaped. She didn't want him to see her cry, not about this. He had taught her how to handle situations, to be strong. But this situation with a man like Trevor Conroy and her father's attitude, it was affecting her more than she cared to admit. Looking up as her father re-entered the room, Siren saw that he had brought back more than just a bottle of Tylenol and a glass of water. In his other hand, Xavier carried a syringe, the insulin injection that she had not yet had a chance to take after dinner as she always did. <sighs> Way to go, Siren. Forget to take your injection. It's not like you don't know to take it after you eat. Without comment, Siren took the tablets and swallowed them with some water, then took the syringe Xavier held out to her. She made quick work of swabbing a spot on her arm, then administered the insulin injection. She handed back the used syringe, and as Xavier disposed of it, she wondered, What now? Am I supposed to go back to the bathroom and finish what I was supposed to do? Or am I to go to sleep? Or am I to hang from the ceiling like a monkey and eat peanut butter bananas? The thought <laughs> made her smile for a moment before she dismissed it. As her father came back to sit beside her, Siren, always confident, wasn't sure what to do or say any longer. Aware of all that Siren had been through, a good deal of it beyond unpleasant, Xavier just sat beside her, giving her a moment with her thoughts. He knew she was waiting for him to explain. By Lothos's order, you and Mr. Conroy are to spend all your time together, free time as well as working hours, for the next two weeks. <gasps> Rest here for a few minutes, but then you will go back in there and finish attending to Mr. Conroy. Make sure you take something with you for him to put on. When the bath is finished, make up the couch for him to sleep on. Yes, sir. New lessons aren't always easy or pleasant, dear one, but learn them. Hard and distasteful as they may be now, you will benefit from them down the road. Yes, sir. I'll prepare something light for both of you. Thank you, sir. As he went to the kitchen, Xavier knew that Siren needed time to make her decisions for what she was facing. Taking a small amount of time to compose herself and get a handle on things, Siren finally returned to the bathroom. On her way, she went into Xavier's closet and pulled out a robe that she knew he didn't wear any longer. Before entering the bathroom, she lightly knocked on the door. In the bathroom, Trevor, the warmth of the water having lulled him into relaxation, started at the knock on the door and he slipped down in the water. He came up spluttering as the door opened. <coughs> Mr. Conroy! Get out the tub and towel off. Siren handed him a towel, then turned her back to him. Carefully, Trevor stood up and stepped out of the tub. Fortunately for him, from where Siren stood, the mirror on the medicine cabinet was at an angle that didn't allow her to see him grinning at her as he gently patted himself dry. I'm to put medicine on your wounds, Mr. Connery. Please come with me. Lead the way. Siren was about to lead him to the couch in the living room when something occurred to her. Specifically, it was the fact that she would have to make him move several times in order to apply the ointment. 
It was that thought that caused her to lead him into her bedroom, then motioned him toward the bed. Trevor was more than stunned when she led him into the bedroom. He fought to keep his thoughts in line. I thought that I was going to sleep on the couch. <sighs> Boy, this is going to be a rough two weeks. Mr. Conroy, you will be sleeping on the couch. However, I thought it might not be so hard on you to move when I apply the ointment if you're stretched out on a bed. You know it's Dr. Hugan's orders. I, I'll do my best to be gentle. Please, lay down on the bed on your stomach. Trevor hesitated a moment, and Siren moved toward him. Somewhere deep down, she was certain that he hated her, knew that he didn't want anything to do with her, not now and likely not ever. Still, she was determined to at least try to be civil with him. Tr Mr. Conroy, for what it's worth, and it might not mean anything to you, but I'm... I'm so very sorry that all of this has happened. <laughs> I'm as sorry as you about this whole situation. I'm sorry, too. Not sure what to say next, Trevor did as she had asked. Shrugging out of the robe, he let it drop and then went to very carefully lay face down on the bed. Every inch of exposed skin on his body, save for his face and neck and the soles of his feet, bore the evidence of Mara's skill with a whip. <gasps> oh my god. Hearing Siren gasp, Trevor couldn't help grinning into the pillow. Still, he didn't say a word, and it was the feeling of a sheep being draped over his lower body told him what he couldn't see. Feeling the mattress shift a bit as she sat on the bed beside him, Trevor wiped the grin from his face. Turning his face toward her, he closed his eyes and waited. I know this is going to hurt, so I'll be as gentle as I can. Just do it. After a few moments of Siren's ministrations, Trevor was tense. It didn't matter anymore that Siren's touch was light and the ointment, though stinging when first applied, did in fact soothe every bit of raw flesh it touched. Within minutes, Trevor was gasping and at times moaning, quivering with dread, knowing that another touch was coming. When she paused a moment to remove the sheet she had draped over him, nothing was funny anymore. I'm finished. Thank God. I'll ask Xavier to help you turn over. Seeing the tension in Trevor's face, his eyes squeezed shut as he fought to manage his pain, Siren closed her eyes for a second, then rushed out of the room, tears trickling down her face. As she went to the living room, she wiped them away. Stepping into the living room, she looked across the room to see Xavier coming out of the kitchen, carrying a small tray with a couple of sandwiches and two glasses of tea on it. For a moment they stared at each other, then the moment passed, and there was no way she could miss his pointed glance at the couch, then back to her, one eyebrow arched. De sir Mr. Conroy is lying on my bed. Oh? Oh, no, only because I thought it would be easier to apply the ointment. I, I mean, that way I could reach all of his wounds and he wouldn't have to move so much. I finished applying it to his back, arms and legs, and now he needs help to turn over. I I told him that I would ask you to help him, sir. I better get the bedding to make up the couch. Siren? Yes, sir? What is it? <laughs> it's nothing, sir. She tried to move past him, but he blocked her way. Hearing the softness in her voice, Xavier knew that the reality of her participation in the joint punishment was hitting Siren harder than she might have imagined it would. When she tried again to move round him, Xavier mirrored the move, preventing her. 
Gently he reached out to put a finger under her chin, tilting her face up so their gazes met. Remember what I said earlier, Siren. Learn from this. I will assist Mr. Conroy this time. Come back to your room when you've finished here. Yes, sir. Xavier went to Siren's bedroom, where he paused in the open doorway for a moment. Seeing Trevor Conroy laying face down on her bed with nothing covering him, Xavier's only thought was, Count yourself lucky, Mr. Conroy, that Lothos didn't order you beaten to death instead of just being corrected. Well, how are we now, Mr. Conroy? Speaking... Uh, uh, speaking for myself? Not too damned good. A word of advice, Mr. Conroy. Unless you want to spend more time in that cell with Mara, try a bit harder to keep an even more civil tongue in your head. Yes, sir. In spite of the pain the action caused, Trevor did little more than gasp a bit when Xavier assisted him in turning over. Xavier had just draped the sheet over Trevor's loins when Siren entered the room. He's ready when you are. Xavier lingered just long enough to watch her begin dabbing on the ointment, starting at Trevor's ankles. For several minutes, the pain of Siren's light touch on his welt-striped body had been at least bearable for Trevor. But when her fingers touched an especially raw welt on the inside of his right knee, he caught his breath hard. Jesus! What? Oh, God, that hurt! The area under the sheet is most sensitive because of the whipping. Perhaps... Xavier would. Siren understood what he was telling her, but she never got the chance to reply. The sound of her throat being cleared behind them drew both their gazes to its source. Xavier. There was no telling how long he had been standing there. Closing his eyes, Trevor turned his head to the side and waited. That, that won't be necessary, Mr. Conroy. Xavier watched the couple, not with the eyes of a father, but rather as Lothos' chief torture master, and, in this case... The supervisor of their joint punishment. He noted the deep flushing of Siren's cheeks as she gently smoothed the ointment as high on Mr. Conroy's legs as she chose to do so at the moment. Then he saw the hesitation in her eyes when she realized that to continue in a straight line up his body with the ointment, she was going to have to remove the sheet. Only when she moved up instead and began dabbing ointment on the welts crisscrossing Conroy's stomach did he react. Do you have a problem applying the medication, Siren? Do you expect me to finish this? Xavier waited. Whatever Siren's response was, it would be entered in his official report to Lothos about her. Unable to do anything but watch and listen inside, Trevor felt only disgust and a new hatred for the man standing beside him. How can you do something like this to your own daughter? Much less any human being. <laughs> but then, none of us are our own. We all belong to Lothus. <sighs> no, sir. This is my punishment, and I understand what I must do. This is what Lothus has ordered me to do, and I will do it. Very well. I'll close the door. You filthy voyeuristic bastard. How can you even think? <laughs> You have been listening to Quantum Retribution, episode 109, Getting to Know You. What a Pain, part two. 
Featured in the episode were David Alt as Lothos and the announcer, MJ Cogburn as Siren Lothaman, Shane Harris as Trevor Conroy, and David Drage as Xavier. This is Seth Adamsher. Produced and written by MJ Cogburn and C.E. Krawiak. Art by James Leeper. The music can be downloaded at sounddogs.com. Other music was performed by Kevin McLeod. This has been a Darker Projects production. Visit us on the web at www.darkerprojects.com. Thanks for listening.